Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. What is up? Did I sound like Sierra? Um, I'm unsure, but I was choking on my stomach settle. <laughs> Your lozenge? On my throat lozenge. Did you sound like me? No, that's not how I say it. I say, what is up? You didn't say it like that. No, I didn't say it with quite enthusiasm. Nope, you sure didn't. But anyway, welcome to another weekly dose of Wicked. As always, I'm your host, Sierra. <laughs> Joining me today. <laughs> Your co-host, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Is my hosting assistant, Ashley? <laughs> Fuck you, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know why you gotta be so rude and rile me up at the beginning. Not no. in the mood for you. I'm sorry. Anyway, I hope everybody had a fabulous Thanksgiving. Fabulous Turkey Day if you celebrated that. Or a fabulous Thursday if you didn't. Mm-hmm. True, That's true. cool, too. How was your Thanksgiving, Ashley? Um, it was pretty great. It's probably the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. You're rude. <laughs> You're an asshole. I'm just kidding. It was awful. We had a horrible Thanksgiving, for any of you that care. What occurred is on Wednesday I'm night. Say it was awful. That's kind of harsh. But my Thanksgiving was awful. Well, Yours I might know, not have been, but mine was. I still got to spend it with the rest of my family. Whatever. My Thanksgiving was awful. It was just Let me weird. paint the picture for you. <laughs> Wednesday night, I stayed up until 1.30 in the morning making pies for the beautiful Thanksgiving dinner that we were anticipating having. I made four pies, pumpkin, chocolate pecan, peanut butter, and apple, all homemade, beautiful pies. At around 2 a.m., I went to bed. At around 2.30 a.m., my youngest child got in bed with me. At around 3 a.m., she woke me up and said, Mom, I'm going to throw up. She then proceeded to lean over me and throw up on the floor. (laughs) So we could not go to Thanksgiving because I had a house full of sick kids, which then resulted in me waking up, driving all of my beautiful pies 45 minutes away so that everyone else could still eat my pies, then having to go to four different grocery stores to find a turkey. That's what happens when you buy a turkey on Thanksgiving. Well, I didn't plan on that. But anyway, by some miracle, I cooked a frozen turkey in three and a half hours. I still don't know how I did it. I cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner in three and a half hours. I mean, that's pretty impressive. It was really impressive. And it turned out good. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm I got back. I got back from the grocery store. I checked my ring footage. I got back from the grocery store at 106 mm-hmm. and we ate at 430. And that turkey was frozen solid. I didn't even clean it out. Like, I took that whole frozen turkey, <laughs> threw it in the oven with a stick of butter, seasoning. I put it in an oven bag. 350. Yeah, I thought you were cooking it in your Instapot. It wouldn't fit. <laughs> didn't fit in my Instapot. Okay, then. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know how I did it. I really don't. Yeah, pretty insane. Didn't know that. I was highly impressed. No, I cooked it in the oven. I'm impressed. I was impressed as well. And then Jacob was carving the turkey and he was like, do you mean to leave all this stuff inside of it? And I was like, yeah, I sure <laughs> did, buddy. I said it was frozen solid. I didn't have a choice. That's funny. And it's not like reading the inside of the turkey, so it's fine. Right. I don't know. I Googled it. And Google was like, just if it's frozen, leave it all in there. Pull right. it out later. Who cares? So. 
It turned out good though. Yeah. I had everything. I had the whole the whole meal. I had the rolls, I had the candy DMs. I didn't eat any corn. I did make it though. Good job. Thank you. You should have went to Aldi. Got one of those soup to casseroles. Those things are delicious. Yeah, I didn't have time for all that. Okay, well, I'm just new. I just made candy DMs. But anyway, so that was our Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I still had an okay time. Spent it with my parents, my husband, my brother. Mm-hmm. But you were missing the most important person in the family. Who, Adam? No, me. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I was missing two siblings on Thanksgiving. Never yeah. occurred before. Yeah. So it was weird. But, you know, we all got through it and Christmas will be better. Knocking on wood because you shouldn't have said that. Well, it was like a manifesting. Oh, yeah. Because good things always happen to us. Right. Oogie, whatever you say. Anyway, back to things going on in the podcast. Nothing. Not a zilch. That's not true. Podfe- podcast. Podcast miss is coming up. Oh, yeah, it is. Podcast miss is right around the corner. For those of you that are new here, you may be asking yourself, what is podcast miss? It's the most magical time of the year. Well, guys, what it is is a phenomenal time. Where we bring you 12 episodes, 12 days in a row. Where we pull our hair out so you can twirl yours in excitement. True that. So that will be starting on December 13th. This year's theme is, drumroll please. All I want for podcast miss is you. Which is 12 days of stockings. Woohoo. Not woohoo. That was horrible. Shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that'll start December 13th. So we're looking forward to that. Other than that, we don't really have anything else going on, so... December 13th all the way to Christmas Eve. Yep. Or the 24th for those who don't celebrate Christmas Eve. Well, it's just the holiday season, but yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whether... That's a beautiful thing, is that podcast miss is all-inclusive. Whether yep. you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, nothing. What else is there? I feel like there's another one. There's more. We looked it up last year, but it doesn't matter. Whatever you celebrate in the month of December, podcast miss is for you. It's for everyone. For every single person in every the world, crime every country enthusiast out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guess we can go ahead and get into this case. Okay. I'm gonna do my best to be super enthusiastic, but I am a little ill. Yeah. Thanks to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the show must go on. So. All right. Well, Ashley, would you prepare for us anything good? I think it's pretty good. All right. It starts out with a fire. A little, a little arson. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. In March of 2009, a 911 call comes in from a young girl whose house is in Stowe, Ohio, is engulfed in flames. Hmm. She informed them that her family of four thankfully escaped the fire and were at the neighbor's. Firefighters arrived on scene, but the majority of the house was too far gone. The father of the family, Scott Perk, told the firefighters that he was sleeping when he heard an explosion and saw fire, and he woke everyone up and got them out of the house safely. Then his daughter called 911. The police arrived and started questioning the family about the fire, you know, just normal procedure, but also because there was a strong smell of gasoline. Immediately, Scott began throwing red flags. He just began kind of spewing information, like, um, you know, mouth vomit. No. Like asking them if they want to know where he'd hide a dead body? <laughs> Not quite that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I started watching TikToks. I'm so sorry. That was really rude. What are you doing? I don't know. Put your phone down. I'm sorry. That was so rude. I just like opened TikTok. I just forgot we were recording a podcast for a minute. I just thought we were chatting. Yeah, no, we're not chatting. (laughs) Either way, that'd be rude if we're chatting or recording a podcast. I know, but I do it all the time when we're talking. I just like start watching TikToks and you get mad at me. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's true. Okay. Anyway, 
So he told the police that he spotted multiple suspicious cars in the neighborhood that night, and he wrote down their license plates so they could look into them. Okay. He said that um, he was thankful that just about a week or so prior, he actually had made a video recording of everything inside his house for insurance purposes. Okay. Probably because he planned to burn his house down? Uh, Maybe. He also tells police that he and his son were planning to go on a trip, and thankfully the van was packed, so they did have some of their belongings. That's good. Were there, like, birth certificates in there and stuff? Um, maybe. Social security cards? The officer on the scene looked in the van, and there were some sentimental personal belongings packed up. Like a generational family cookbook, some picture albums, things like that. It didn't the mention anything. things that you would pack if you are going to burn your house down? Um, yeah. It didn't mention anything about the birth certificates, but... I guess they were probably in there. My thing is, is that um, I would be lying if I said that it never crossed my mind to burn my house down. Well, it's kind it's of like one of those, everyone's mind. One of those like intrusive thoughts that I have where I'm like, you know, should I clean the house or should I just burn it to the ground? <laughs> I just think it'd be easier to burn it to the ground. Yeah. Um, but then I also, as I have those intrusive thoughts, I think to myself, I just have to let everything go. Like, I'm going to be able to take anything valuable with me like that. Unless you're going to plan it way in advance, like take it to someone else's house. Or get a storage unit. No, because they could track that. They could trace that. They got a storage unit a week before you burn your house down. So when I burn my house down, I'm just joking. You're going to show up at the... I'm going to show up at your house and be like, all right, here's my safe full (laughs) of social security cards and birth certificates. Well, like those you can replace. Yeah. I think it would be more the cookbooks. You can only replace your social security card so many times though, actually. Okay. So maybe social security card. I don't remember what the number is, but I've already replaced mine like four times. Yeah, so you're reaching the limit? And I don't remember, but last time they, like, wrote me, like, got a letter saying that I was approaching the limit. That's nice, yeah. I don't remember how many times it is, though. It's, like, so many times in a certain year span. And I replaced it, like, four times in, like, two years. Yeah. Because I lose everything. Speaking of Well, that. and it got stolen in my car that one time by that lady that stole my identity. Yeah, that's true. I don't know where mine is. So Good I job. think I might have lost it. Good job. Anyway, though, I'm just saying, it. though, if you're going to burn your house down, don't put the stuff in your car. Yeah, uh, that's kind of silly. But they were going on a trip, so it's explained. Well, you don't take those things on a trip. I don't think they might. Okay. So anyways, he also started telling this police officer his life story. Oh, did he? He told them about how he lost his job a week prior. He told them about um, how he and his wife were swingers. And the previous night, they had actually spent it apart because she was out with another man. But she brought him the leftovers and he ate them for dinner, so that was cool. He told them about how he was in a lot of debt. And he was actually thinking about the insurance money. And it would really solve his debt problems. Yeah. You know, so silver lining to this, this horrible really, thing. Right, yeah. He also says that in 1985, his first wife committed suicide. And the police officer is like, this is weird. It's a weird dude. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. And why is he telling me about an unrelated incident that happened over 20 years ago? Right. So he's like, hmm, this is super weird. I'm going to look. Um, leave this guy and go look at the... I guess he's not going to look at it. I guess the firefighters are going to look at it. But anyways, so they investigate the fire more, and they find a gas pipe has been unscrewed and is pouring gas into the house. And the outside of the gas had been... The outside of the gas. The outside of the house had gasoline poured all around it. So obviously, the fire is arson. Obviously. So those multiple suspicious cars that Scott, you know, wrote down to help Mm -hmm. the police, they're all cleared. None of them had anything to do with it. So, pretty obvious, um, he set his own house on fire to collect the insurance money. They just had to prove that. Scott, of course, denied all involvement in that. And after looking more into Scott, they found a possible motive. He was in severe debt, like he told them, but it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. They discovered a pretty extensive criminal history. Scott was arrested and charged with 10 burglaries and 4 breaking and enterings of houses, businesses, and cars. 
he would break in and watch people sleep for a while, and then he would steal their personal property from their bedrooms. What? Yeah. He was known as the Ninja Burglar. That's kind of a cool name, but he's creepy. (laughs) Do you know why he was called the Ninja Burglar? I don't know, because he wore ninja. He dressed up like a ninja. He wore all black, and he carried throwing stars and nunchucks. Hmm. But he was a pretty well-known guy when this was occurring. Right? But unfortunately, he was caught, and he spent six years in jail. Oh, okay. So, I know this is really off topic. I'm really sorry to interrupt. But before Mm -hmm. we started recording, um, I was going through it because somebody fucked with my microphone. Yeah. And Ashley was like, oh, it was Sterling, which is our brother. And I texted him and said, do not ever sit in my recording chair again or touch my microphone. Got it? With a fist. He just responded back and said, I'm going to sit in your recording chair all the time. (laughs) He's such an (laughs) asshole. Yeah, he is. But he's my microphone all kinds of messed up. Mm -hmm. And I was over here trying to fix it. I was livid. It happens. It doesn't happen. Tell him to stay out of my fucking chair. I can't control him. Have you met him? Yeah, I have met him. He's pretty easy. He's He's feral. A little headlock. (laughs) A little headlock? I put him in headlocks all the time. Sarah, he's like 6'2". I'm aware. I still put him in headlocks. I'm five, 5'5". Five. Okay, well, I put him in headlocks all the time. Okay, well, I can't. You're six foot. I mean... I'm not six foot. I'm 5'11". You're six foot. I'm 5'11". Okay, whatever. Anyways, back to the... Anyway, back to the case. I'm sorry. I just wanted to tell you what an asshole he is. <sighs> okay, so the next year, March 27, 2010, they're still building a case against Scott. A young woman receives a call in the middle of the night from a friend while she's at her boyfriend's house saying that her house is on fire. This time, a nearby duplex, which had clear signs of arson. A gas pipe was disconnected and the outside doused in gasoline. Hmm. They questioned the tenants about who would want to kill them, but they both said, uh, no, no enemies, no one that would want to hurt us. They checked out the landlord to see if maybe she was involved, you know, insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was cleared. There was no reason for that. The fire matched uh, pretty closely to the fire at the Perks house, one block away. Oh, Interesting. So they went to Scott's apartment to question him. Outside the apartment, they find Scott's car with the engine still warm, and it reeked of gasoline. <laughs> and this is, like, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So why else is he out? I mean, lots of reasons. I know. Could be any reason he could be out. But probably not. I mean, what time did you say it was? It's in the middle of the night. I think it was 3 a.m., but I'm, I couldn't find a conclusive I answer on that. I go out at 3 a.m. all the time. Well, I don't. I do. Go out for a pack of cigarettes, a Coke Zero. You never know what you need. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I just need to take a nice night drive. Well, anyways, it just is a coincidental mm-hmm. that this house got on fire and then yeah. Scott's car is warm. Interesting that the ninja burglar would be in a warm car. Right. That smelled like gasoline. Right. Um, inside the apartment, they find his boots covered in fresh mud and an almost empty gasket. Oh, okay. Maybe so. he did it then. <laughs> Possibly. I was playing devil's advocate, but Okay. Uh, they asked the women if either of them knew Scott, and both denied knowing him. Scott is um, definitely the guy they're thinking, but there really isn't that much evidence to connect him to these arsons. Mm. While all of this investigating of the arson is going on, the police also decide they're going to contact the neighboring town's police department who handled Scott's first wife, Margaret Puck's suicide case. Okay. They're thinking maybe it wasn't suicide? That is what they're thinking. You know, he's just kind of suspicious. So okay. they just want to look at it. I understand that. Um, I'm sorry, because I should know this. People died in the first fire? No. No one died. Okay. No one has died in any of the fires. Okay. He had a family in the fire, though, right? Yes, but he saved them. Okay. Their ferret died in the fire. Their ferret, okay. I didn't say that. But but no people. Okay. I didn't put this in there. Maybe I should have. I don't know. But uh, Dateline included it. That during the 911 call... He was, his daughter was on the 911 call, like, talking to the people, 
and he said in the background like oh we forgot the ferret and so they're really harping on that like oh it's calculated because he doesn't sound like he cares that he forgot the ferret but like maybe he just hated his kid's ferret I mean, it's very possible, or also, like, it could have just dawned on him, like, at that moment, like, oh, we forgot the ferret. Not necessarily that he even hated the ferret, but, like, oh, these kids are gonna be fucking pissed, we forgot the ferret. Right, but they said, like, he said it, like, oh, so calmly, that, like, if it was a, you know, but it's not like, oh, we forgot the kid! Like, you know. it's a ferret, I mean. That might make me sound horrible, but, like. That might make me sound horrible, too, but, like, in all honesty, and I I know this makes me sound horrible, I I hate animals. Like, I really do. I have no problem. I'm not the kind of person that's going to, like, go out and kick a dog. I don't like animals. I really don't. I have a dog, and she annoys the piss out of me. Ashley's cat, I can't stand. And But, like, I would never intentionally injure them. I just don't like animals. So, like, honestly. If if our house burnt down and I forgot the dog, I would probably be like, uh, I would be sad. I would probably cry because, obviously, I've grown accustomed. You know, like, I, I do love her even though I hate her. But if it was like a hamster, yeah, I'd probably be like, ah, shit, I forgot the hamster. But I don't know that I'd be like, oh, my hamster. So, yeah, I mean, I probably would. I like animals. I know you do. I don't. And it's not even that, uh, I, like, that makes me sound like such a bitch. Like, oh, I hate animals. <laughs> but like, I could just go my entire life without having an animal in my house and be completely fine. It's like you're indifferent to them. Right. That's a better thing of saying than to say I hate them. I'm indifferent. I don't care either way. Dogs are fine. I could literally go my entire life and not miss, like, never see an animal again and be fine. Maybe you don't want to go out of your way. But I'm not going out of my way to injure an animal or, like, to be mean to an animal. But no, like, I don't. Like, when I go places and people's dogs jump on me, like, that drives me nuts. Like, I just don't. They're not your thing. No, I don't like animals. And for some reason, they love me. Because they they sense that. I saw, no, I saw this thing about your body giving off vibrations. Have you seen this? No. It's this whole thing. So, it's like a high vibration personality or something i think that i give off high vibrations Hmm. it's like this whole thing about how your body gives off vibrations and that even though you can't necessarily tell like people can sense it and typically these people that give off like high vibrations um like animals are drawn to them and like people are drawn to them yeah and that would make sense because like i can never go out in public without people talking to me but you're also a culprit no i'm not Hmm. i don't agree with that Okay, when I'm in public and people talk to me, I'm like, ha, 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 and I walk away. No, I'm not going to be rude to people. But when people talk to you, you carry on an hour conversation No, I do not. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, when I'm in the grocery store, walking to the grocery store, like, with my children, minding my own fucking business. And people are like, oh, hi there, lady. Can you reach up on this high shelf and get this for me? Like, I just feel like people just think I'm approachable. I mean, people do that to me as well, which makes no sense because I got a RBF. Maybe you give off high vibrations like me. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. And animals love me too. So that's what I'm saying. But it's this whole thing about like the vibrations your body give off. I don't know. We'll have to look more into it. Yeah. That sounds interesting. But anyway, let's though. get back to Okay. Um, well, I just don't want Margaret. the I don't want the listeners to think I'm a bitch. <laughs> well, Who hates animals? You know, you are a I bitch. mean, I am a bitch. But I don't want like PETA coming after me thinking I'm like abusing animals because I'm not. I don't <laughs> abuse animals. I don't. But I'm just saying that I do not care one way or the other. Okay. We understand. Thank you. So maybe that's his problem. Maybe he's the same way as me. Right. If the house burned down, I would be sad if an animal died in it. Like, I'd be like, oh, that really sucks. But I wouldn't, like, I'd be hyperventilating on the 911 call either. Right. Yeah. So like I said, Dateline, really hard. My main concern would be getting the family out. Like, that would be my main concern. Obviously, if you could go back and get the animals out, 100%. I know there's a lot of people that probably save their animals over their kids. But, like, my biggest thing would be getting my family out of the house. Like, the kids and I actually just the other day had a whole thing about if the house were to catch on fire, what would they do? Because I just am concerned our house is so old. Like, with old wiring. Like, what if there's, like, an electrical fire? Yeah. So we had a whole thing, and I was like, you know, if the house caught on fire, what would you do? I would try and get, you know, the other siblings out. And I was like, no, you would get out the window. Like, you worry about yourself. That's your number one concern. I mean, obviously, if you could save your sibling, okay. But, like, your number one concern needs to be getting yourself out of the house. 
Right, you can't call the police or help anyone right, else if right. you're both stuck in the house. I was house. like, number one concern is get out of the house, jump out your window, like all of our windows Go are to first the floor, house. run to the neighbors. I'm like, what if the closest neighbor's not home? Run to the next neighbor. Right. Like, that's your number one concern. Who do you call? I told them, what do you call? They're like, 911. I'm like, what's our address? And then we practice it the whole way home. Like, this is our address the whole way. So all of them know our address. Well, good. Because I don't know why. I was just, you know, my anxiety. Yeah. I was just like really thinking like, oh my God, what if our house caught on fire? Especially because, like, not that long ago, like, our heat wasn't working and we had, like, a wood fire, you know, like, the wood stove going. I don't know. I do get really, like, whenever we have the wood stove going, I, like, can't sleep because I'm just so worried that our house is going to catch on fire. Catch on fire or, like, fill with carbon monoxide or. All right. Anyway, back to the case at hand. Okay. So, um, I think I was saying pre the ferret conversation that they went to the neighboring town police department. Yes, that is what you were saying. Who handled his first wife's suicide. Her name is Margaret Perk. She goes by Meg. Okay. So that will be what I will refer to her from now on. So they asked for the case to be reopened and access to the files. Having a good relationship with the Akron police, they did hand over the files to the Stowe police to look through, and they agreed that if they saw anything warranting reopening the case, that they would. So they also went to the public for information, anything on Scott and Tammy Perk. Oh, lots of tips came in, but most of them were just rumors. Um, okay. Pretty much about the Perks being swingers. Which we already know. Right. Because he told the police that. He openly told the police that he was swingers. Right. So most of them were just like the main swingers. I feel like most of the time swingers are not really secretive about swinging. So. Right. I don't know why it was that big of a. Oh, I think they they're felt normally the pretty open about it. need to call that in. Probably just, you know, the rumor mill going. Okay. There was one tip that came in about Scott. A woman called to say that she was previously in a relationship with him. And he told her that his wife and child had been killed in a drunk driving accident. He then said that to retaliate, he tracked down the driver and killed him. But his he, child didn't die, right? Well, his wife was pregnant. Oh, okay. So he says that he killed this man, then he cut up his body and buried him. Uh, but this is not true. He was only married once and his wife died by suicide. Not a right. drunk driving accident. Right. He made that story up. Okay. So this just kind of like cemented in the, the fact that they're like, you know, this guy, suspicious. Mm-hmm. So what the case file says. March 18th, 1985, 24-year-old Meg Perk was nine months pregnant. She woke up that day feeling sick, so Scott made a doctor's appointment for her and told her to go relax and lay down. He went to take a bath. He says while he was in the bath, he saw Meg walking through the house. He didn't know what she was doing. After his bath, he went to check on her, and he found her hanging from the railing of their stairs. Scott immediately cut her down with a nearby steak knife, called 911, and began chest compressions. EMS arrived, and Meg and the baby were still alive. They were brought to a local hospital for life-saving measures, but unfortunately, within 24 hours, they both had died. Mm. Scott told the police this story, and the police believed him. Scott told them that Meg had been sick her entire pregnancy, and she had seemed to be growing depressed within the last week or so. And that's why they had that doctor's appointment that she didn't make it to. She also had a history of depression. She had threatened to take her own life twice before. Once, while she was at a friend's house, she locked herself in the bathroom, threatening to slit her wrist, but she calmed down and came out of the bathroom unharmed. Another time, her roommate had come home to the blinds from their apartment on the floor and a note on the coffee table that said that she was going to hang herself with the blinds, and the only explanation in this note was that she just felt everyone would be better off if she was gone, but she had not gone through with it. She also wrote a lot of poetry, mainly consisting of pretty dark themes, sadness, and death. Scott turned over some of this poetry to the police to show a link to her depression. One piece that he um, showed them ended with, and then she killed herself. 
So the police used this as kind of like a suicide note. But her family actually came forward and said that she wrote this poem in high school. And now it's time for an ad. Okay. Doo-doo-doo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do do do. I'm sorry you were so disappointed with that. I had questions, and then you just cut me off with an ad. Oh, Not even sorry. necessarily questions. I had like some statements to make. Okay, well, say them now. First issue I have. This is just me being judgmental. When you said he went to go take a bath. I just feel like taking a bath is such a lady thing to do. <laughs> like, I know that's just me being a judgmental bitch. I'm sure there's plenty of men out there that take baths, but... Tyler. Yeah. Tyler loves a good bath. And you were just like, yes, and then he went to go take a bath. <laughs> oh, really? Um, it was very judgmental, yes. Yeah, so it was 100% judgmental. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though. So, I just feel like that's such a horrible way to kill yourself nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, to hang yourself from the railing. Mm-hmm. Especially at nine months pregnant. Yeah. At 24 years old. Like, that's crazy to me. That is crazy. And, like, difficult. So, like, what? She, like, hung her, like, jumped off the railing? I mean. Well, I think it was, like, on the stairs. Like, it was, like, in the stairwell. So, maybe she was, like, at the top of the stairs and then just, like, walked down the stairs. Okay. That would make sense. Okay. Of, like, where she had it. I mean, what I'm picturing is, like, I mean, I know you guys can't see me. Like, the railing is here. And, like, the top of the stairs, Mm -hmm. you know, is, like, over here. So, she, like, walked down the stairs till she was, like. In line with the railing. Okay. Like, it was like an overlook type of railing, you know? Okay. Like a loft, kind of, almost. Kind of. Is what I'm picturing. Okay. This is... They lived in, like, an apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I would say either a loft or a townhouse. Okay. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. I could see that. Hmm. All right. I'm not sure. It's just kind of crazy to me, but okay. Okay. So, the autopsy came back that Meg had died of strangulation, which would have been the case for hanging. Mm Mm-hmm. So the case was ruled a suicide and it was closed. I mean, I can see why they would rule that. Most people in Meg's life did not agree. They said that there was absolutely no way she would have committed suicide. She was not depressed. Okay, what about like this friend that she locked herself in the room at? This was like years ago. So it wasn't like a recent. Okay. So the only person saying this was Scott. Right. Okay. So her friend, her family saying like that she's not currently depressed. Yes, she has had a history of depression, but she is not currently depressed. Okay. Well, I... Okay. So another thing that like their main thing is that like how excited she is that she's getting ready to have a baby. Okay. I mean, I can see that. My thing is with depression. <sighs> I just like you can very quickly go from like being in a state of not being depressed to being depressed. Yeah. So like if she had, if she had in fact struggled with depression, then I don't really feel like it's fair for them to say like she wasn't currently depressed. Right. Especially because as someone who struggles with depression, I feel like when you're in like that stage of life too, you feel guilty to be depressed. So you're not really voicing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like she's expecting a new baby. Like that should be a time when she's excited. If she is in fact depressed, then I could see why she wouldn't tell her family she's depressed because you feel like ungrateful. Right. For, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, because there have been times in my life where like I have tried to mask being depressed because I feel like it's not right for me to be depressed in that time frame or like, I don't know, like 
after I had my youngest child, like when I was really struggling with depression and like a lady at our church, her son died. And so I felt like I wasn't allowed to be depressed because my life wasn't that bad. Like I had no reason to be depressed. I had a brand new baby. I should have been excited. And so I feel like I masked it a lot Yeah. to try and, cause I just felt like I was ungrateful and being just like a brat. Yeah. I could see. So that. I could see why she wouldn't tell people if she was depressed. Right. I'm definitely not like victim blaming here saying that she definitely killed herself because it seems like maybe she didn't, but I'm just saying that I could see how if she dealt, if she did in fact deal with depression in the past, then I don't feel like they can say like, oh, she wasn't currently depressed. Right. Because you don't really know. Right. Especially considering I'm assuming like she was depressed, like she wrote that in high school. I feel like her parents would have a better understanding when she's in their home. Right. Versus now that she lives with her husband, he would have a better understanding of her current mental state than they would. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. So. And also, um, I'm not positive if the relationship improved. But when she first, like, got with Scott, they weren't really a fan of him. Mm-hmm. And they had some sort of a falling out, and they weren't even invited to the wedding. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, See? I don't know if their relationship improved or if it didn't. Like, if they still weren't very close or if things got better. I'm not really sure because they didn't, like, talk about how much they hated Scott currently. But right. Dateline did mention that, like, they did have a lot of problems in the past. Right. So I'm not sure what the state of their relationship was. Like, maybe Meg didn't really talk to her parents very often. Right. But it wasn't just her parents. It was, like, her parents, her friends. Like, a lot of people were saying that, like, you know, she was just, like, really excited. That her whole life, that's all she wanted was to be a mom, and she was finally getting it. But that could also be, like, what you were saying, you know? She also feel like, I don't know, like, when people are truly, I guess everyone deals with depression differently, I guess. But, like, I feel like when I'm depressed, there's not very many people that actually know I'm depressed. I mean, I feel like you can tell because you know me pretty well. Yeah. Um, I feel like Allison can tell. Other than that, I don't know that anyone else in my life can really pick up on it. Yeah. I feel like the only reason why you, like, why you two could tell is because I talk to you, like, every single day. Right. And you guys can typically tell. But even then, I feel like a lot of times I don't voice it to you guys. Like, I don't tell you. You know, I'm just really depressed. Like, there's sometimes where I'll have, like, a full-on meltdown and I'll be like, you know, I'm just really having a hard time with my depression right now, whatever. Um, But, I mean, a lot of times I feel like you guys just pick up on it. Yeah. It's not so much that I'm, like, talking about it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just think that, um, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of times people that are truly depressed do a pretty good job of masking it. Right. Unless you're in their lives every day. But I'm just saying, like, there's definitely times when my depression gets deep and, like, I wear the same sweatpants for three days. I don't brush my hair for three days. Like, I'm not taking care of myself. Um, So, but I don't know that other people would know that because I still am able to, like, pick up the phone and be like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, like, and still put on, like, a happy front. And it's exhausting. Oh, yeah. But I get that. I can get through it. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that she didn't. I'm not saying that she didn't not kill herself. Right. Is that the way to word that? I'm not saying that she definitely killed herself. Right. But I could see how people in her life wouldn't know she was depressed. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, One thing, though, is that she, you know, before, like, when she threatened to hang herself before, she, like, wrote a note. This Mm -hmm. time she did not. Right. And she did not. Right. And then also there was a letter that they found in the apartment that she had written to her grandmother that she never got to mail. And uh, it just talked about like, you know, oh, it's so crazy that I'm getting ready to be a mom and you're going to be a grim, you're going to become a great grandmother, how much she's looking forward to it, how excited she is. And like I said, her family says one thing she always wanted was to be a mom. So the timing to them just didn't make sense. Right. I can see that. 
uh, because this was a closed case, there was really not that much evidence saved. You know, it's the 80s. Most things are probably paper files. Right. Not on the computer. No databases to search through. So most things were destroyed. Um, so there were no crime scene photos. Not a lot. I mean, there was like the report that said what happened and that was really all. There were um, a little, some, her autopsy was available and the autopsy photos, but there wasn't a lot on the autopsy either. Right. The detectives re-looking at the case uh, did not believe Scott's story. They said that none of it made sense to them. They felt that it was extremely unlikely that a woman that late in pregnancy would have committed suicide. I don't know the statistic on that, so have no comment there. I don't know the statistic on that either, but I mean, your hormones are crazy when you're pregnant. Right. So I, would I could see. feel like the farther... I mean, I definitely was way more hormonal at the end of my pregnancy than... Right. Like, with all of my children, I feel like the end of the pregnancy was hard. Right. Like, there was that one time I, like, lost it at Dollar Tree. I was very pregnant that day. I don't like, remember. Oh, I was there with Jacob, and this lady had put her stuff up there, and then she... I don't It was, like, split up. Like, she had some of the stuff on the front and, like, some of the stuff on the back. I walked up and it was my turn and there was somebody behind me and I started to like unload my stuff and then the cashier was like I need to finish checking her out before I can check you out and it was like super rude to me and I was like yeah that's why I put my stuff here but apparently the lady had her stuff like split and I like put my stuff in between it Uh-oh. and I didn't realize that and I like lost it and I was like you don't have to be so mean to me and I like <laughs> fucking stormed out of the Dollar Tree I was very pregnant that day yeah so I feel like I think I was like getting stuff for a birthday party for my son because probably i think i was like very i think i was like doing like a week yeah because <laughs> my youngest children are 10 days apart yeah. i mean they're two years but their birthdays are 10 days apart right so i think that i mean i was nine very months pregnant. pregnant yeah so um, i don't know if i agree with that because i feel like the end of the pregnancy is way more hormonal than right any other part like the third trimester i feel like i was a hormonal fat mass right uh they also say that um is really unlikely that she would have committed suicide while Scott was in the home, that most people would do this while they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with that as well. Why? I mean, not that I'm going to, like, air people's dirty laundry, but I only know two people who have committed suicide, and both of them did it while their spouses were in the house. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that statement either, because, yeah, I mean, I know of a handful of people who have committed suicide, and, yeah, I mean. No, that might just be, like, you know, whatever that word is whatever bias like because i've seen it it's true mm-hmm. which i mean is not the case but i'm just saying right. i don't know if they can necessarily say like oh it's unlikely right they also say that it didn't make sense that scott didn't hear anything because they lived in a smallish two-story apartment or townhouse and there was still um i said there were still autopsy photos that showed um, a little bit of a different story to police in the photos there were marks on her neck that did not look like a rope Okay. They said that it looked more like a belt. Mm-hmm. The detectives spoke with Meg's family about wanting to officially reopen the case and exhume Meg's body. Meg's family was in agreement. They never thought that Meg committed suicide. And they petitioned the courts to exhume the body. Hmm. Okay. What do you have to say? It's been... 20 years. 20 years or 30 years? 20. You said it was like 2010. So 25 years. 1985, right? Yeah. 25 years. Okay. 25 to make me queasy because <laughs> the body you think will be too decomposed i think to do the anything. body is going to be goo either way they won't if assume it. i this is the thing if i die under suspicious causes as much as i want you to fight for justice for me please do not exhume my body <laughs> ever like after that's any, the only way 
just let him get away with it. It's fine. It is what it is. Okay. Like that really is going to make me physically ill. Like just thinking about exhuming a 25, a body that's been gone for 25 years. It's making me physically <laughs> nauseous to think about. Okay, well, let's move on then. I watched a special one time on this and it was goo. It's not moving on. I'm just saying they pulled the casket out and there was just goo. Ew. Like that's all that was in the casket. And they said it was the worst smell they'd ever smelled. Like, <sighs> all right. Okay. Moving on. In August of 2011, Scott was arrested for two counts of arson, attempted murder, insurance fraud, and child endangerment. The day Scott arrested, was arrested, the police had arrived at his apartment, and just a few moments later, Scott pulled in. Packed inside his van was a cooler and a cell phone with a battery removed. The police felt that he was stopping at his apartment to get some clothes and other personal items, and then he was going to skip town. Oh, okay. What kind of evidence did they have that he, like, committed arson? Did they have, like, solid evidence? I mean, I think he 100% committed the, the first arson, like, burning his own house down. Yeah. Like, I don't think they had solid evidence, no. Okay. I think it was all just circumstantial. Okay. I just wondered if they had found anything. They believed that the motive for his home was insurance fraud. And that they believed the motive for the second one was for them to get the sus- suspicion off of him for the first arson. Oh, so they thought maybe there was just someone going around burning people's houses down? Yeah, like that's what he wanted them to think. Okay. But it was a whole year apart, so you would think... He would have done it a little closer together. Maybe. I don't know. The police questioned him more about the fires, and he continued to deny any involvement. Basically, he refused to talk to them. Okay. They told Scott during their questioning that they were reinvestigating Meg's death, and the detective on the case said that Scott's face went white like he had just seen a ghost. And he didn't oh. say anything. Okay. In September of 2011, Meg and their baby was exhumed. They were buried together with Meg holding the baby. How sad. Thankfully, Meg's body was perfectly embalmed, and there wasn't a lot of decomposition. Thank goodness. What about the baby? They didn't really say much about the baby. But, I mean, you could see her holding it, so I would assume it was not goo either. Okay. It's not a very nice way to talk about bodies. I'm aware of that, but there's a lot of things. It's not even just the embalming process that goes into that. Yeah. Like, it is based off of, like, where they're buried, like, if it's high ground or low ground. It's it's, hot, cold. Right. Like, that's the thing. You just never know when you're... Well, this is also in Ohio, so I don't know. Does it get super hot in Ohio? I don't know, but my biggest thing is just like if it's downhill and like it rains a lot, it could just flood the casket. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how well it's embalmed. It can still just decompose the body to nothing. Yeah. And that's just the biggest. Like I just uh, – that podcast I was telling you about not that long ago, the one, The Burden of Guilt, mm-hmm. they exhumed the body of the baby in that one. Yeah. And like the whole time I was like holding my breath because I was like, oh, no, 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 because it had been like 25 years. And they didn't know, but that one also was perfect, like in yeah. perfect condition. But you never know. Yeah. Like, it could be in perfect condition or it could just be nothing. Yeah. I think it is absolutely insane that 25 years in this body is, like, perfect. Yeah. That blows my mind. Well, it's because it was buried in a good spot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So there wasn't a lot of decomposition and pretty much all the marks on her body were still intact. Another autopsy was performed, and this time it was performed by a medical examiner. Unlike last time, it was performed by a coroner. I thought these were the same thing. They're not. No. Do you know what the difference is? One of them is like an elected person. A coroner is elected. Mm-hmm. And they do not have to have any have to, yeah, medical. No. Yeah, I didn't know that. They don't have any medical. Training at all. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured like, I didn't think they were the same thing. But I just assumed that like, it was like a, a registered nurse and a bachelor. Like an ADN and a BSN, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing, but like, one is a higher level education. 
Nope, coroners don't need any medical education. Yeah, that is insane. A majority of the time, the coroners are like uh, funeral home people. Yeah, it's just like people that the community likes. Mm-hmm. So they trust them to tell if bodies are dead. Yeah. And how they died. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Did not know that. Uh-huh. We should get that law changed. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> That's what that burden of guilt. That was the whole thing. The coroner there. Like the coroner said that the baby died because. Listen to me. If I ever die, mm-hmm. you better have a medical exam there, not a coroner. Okay. I will. But yeah. No, I did know that actually. Yeah. And medical. Not medical. What are they called? Medical examiners. Yes. Um, They're like an actual doctor. Yes. Insane. If you Blew die, mind. I will get a medical examiner <laughs> to do your autopsy and not a coroner. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought you knew that. No. I don't know how I did it, but yeah, no, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did know that. <laughs> Corners who have no nothing are cutting bodies open and doing autopsies? Like, what? Well, they're not. Okay, but they're, like, typically funeral home. So, like, they know how to, like, embalm bodies and stuff like that. But, yeah. No. So, the new autopsy found bruises across her neck, which looked like they were from a belt, not a rope. You could see, like, the holes in the stitching, even. There were bruises down her back, which were this indicative, in, indicative? Is that how you said that word? No. Indicative? No. I can't <laughs> say it now because you said it wrong so many times. I can't say it now because you've said it wrong too many times. Okay. Indicated. Indi- I don't know. Indicative. I don't know. Is that right? I don't know. I thought it was, but then you told me it was wrong. So anyways, I was trying to sound smart, but I'm going to knock because I'm just dumb. So indicated... <laughs> Indicative. That's indicative. what I said. Indicative. Okay. It sounded wrong when you said it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it was indicative. <laughs> <laughs> of someone standing behind her and pulling down to strangle her. There was also a circular bruise on her lower back, which appeared to be caused by someone kneeling on her to hold her down. Which the first autopsy just completely missed. Because it was done by a coroner. <laughs> right. So to this medical examiner, this was not a hanging this was a strangulation cost from someone else well no shit well i'm just saying so the police went to the original apartment of meg and scott <laughs> what okay they took a look at the scene mm-hmm. since there were no photos okay and they obtained the maintenance records to see what had been done in the apartment how it was different mm-hmm. and there had been nothing done to the railing of the stairwell okay in the 25 years since they lived there which is crazy okay. apartments for you mm-hmm so they examined the railings and there was not any damage or indentations that there would have been if a whole ass body was hanging off this railing, like Scott said it was. Mm-hmm. To further prove that there would have been damage, they had a dummy that was roughly the same height and weight of Meg, and they went to a neighboring vacant apartment and hung the body as it was described in the police report. They left the dummy hang there for a few minutes and then cut it down with a stick knife like Scott described happened. Mm-hmm. After this experiment, there were numerous indentations in the railing. Right. And again, in the, their apartment, there was not any damage to the railing. Okay. Uh, they also used modeling clay and ropes of various different materials and sizes to see if they could recreate the marks left on Meg. And they could not. But they created similar marks when they did this with a belt. In 2013, Scott did plead guilty to those arsons and was sentenced to 28 years in prison. Okay. What about the murder? I'm getting there. That's the next. Okay. 
In November of 2015, Scott's trial began for Meg Perk's murder. Scott pled not guilty. The case was circumstantial. But the medical examiner's testimony was their smoking gun. The trial lasted six days, and Scott Perk was found guilty for the murder murder and tampering of evidence of Margaret Perk. Scott was sentenced to 15 years to life, which is crazy to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which had to be served uh, consecutively to his previous charges. Okay. So he had to serve the first 28. Right. And then the 15 to life. Okay. That's the end. Hmm. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, not saying that he should have gotten away with anything. But, like, he's an idiot. Uh-huh. He got away with this murder. If he murdered her. And she didn't kill herself. Doesn't I mean, sound like it, but. It doesn't sound like she killed herself. It sounds like he's guilty. Uh, but, yeah, he's an idiot. Because he got, he got away, away with it. it for- 24, 25 years. Uh-huh. And then the only reason they reopened is because he burned his fucking house down like an idiot. And then talked about it. Right. I mean, probably if he wouldn't even talked about it. If he it. wouldn't have mentioned the fact that his wife had killed herself, they right. wouldn't have even known that. They wouldn't have even looked into that. Right. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Like, even if he did burn his own house down to collect the insurance money. And also, like, if you're going to burn your own house down, you don't fucking douse it in gasoline. Yeah. You fucking idiot. You fucking knock the light, the candle over on the curtain. It was accidental. Like, you don't fucking pour the gas. The did it. Right. I mean, you don't pour gas all over the fucking house, you idiot. Yeah. You don't fucking unscrew a gas pipe. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, he's an idiot. Or, like, I mean, instead of unscrewing it, like, he could have, like... Loosened it. Right. Or, I mean, I feel like he even, like, broken it somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an idiot for sure. After a big storm, you know? Put a tree branch on top of it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's Definitely could have done a little smarter things here. He's yeah. An idiot. He's an idiot. I mean, I'm glad that him... I'm glad he got caught for killing Meg. Catching his house on fire got him caught for his crime that he committed 24, 25 years before that, but... Yeah. He's an idiot, though. For sure. Like, really dumb. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like we give more advice on this podcast on, like, how to get away with things. Yeah, we probably should quit doing that. Probably. Oh, well. I think most true crime enthusiasts will probably think that as they're listening anyway. Right. Like, what an idiot. This is what I would have done differently. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, that's what I do when I think. Maybe I'm I also like, how sad. What, the, what reason did he have to kill her? Like, what a douchebag. I don't know. And he never admitted to it, so. Right, but like, what reason did you have to kill your nine-month pregnant wife? Like, you're a freaking douche. Yeah. In my opinion. I, in my opinion as well. Like, what the hell? There's no reason for that. Like, you don't want to be with her? Then divorce her. Right. You need to kill her. And they had only been married for, like, four years. Yeah. Like, what a jerk. For no reason. No. And, like I said, he never admitted to it, so he's not going to tell why he did it either. Right. Crazy man. It's kind of crazy, too, though, that he killed his first wife and then never killed anyone again. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he was remarried with kids, so you'd think he would have killed his second wife, too. Right. Hmm. How much insurance money did he get? I'm not positive of that. It's he said that when all was said and done, he would only have about seventy thousand in debt, and he was hundreds of thousands. So, I just wondered because you said like their house burned down and then they lived in an apartment, right? So clearly, it wasn't enough to like rebuild. No, but it was enough to pay off all their debt that he was in. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't even enough to pay off all their debt. He said it would have left him with seventy thousand yeah. dollars of debt. Right, it's a lot of debt. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, and they lived in an apartment. Yeah. It makes me think of those people that burned their house down, down the road, on the lake, you know what I'm talking about. 
No. Oh, the big house. Yeah, that big house. Yeah. It was a freaking single wide trailer. Yeah. It was a single wide trailer on the lake. And then it burned down. And those mother effers took the insurance money and built a freaking, I mean, like some mansion. Like that yeah. house is insane. Mm-hmm. How big it is. But it's because that property was valued so high. Right. Because it was on the lake. But it was literally like a shitty little single wide trailer. Then didn't the mansion burn down too? And they built another mansion? No, I don't think so. It like got foreclosed on though. Oh, uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it got foreclosed on after they built it. Burned down, foreclosed on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trailer that was there burned down though. Yeah. And then they built like this huge house, like huge mansion. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of insurance money, I'm sure. I'm sure they had a ton of I mean, they had to have to build the house. I mean. Right. I drive by it then. I'm like, those people know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> committing, yeah. committing that insurance fraud and getting away with it. Yeah, 100%. That was... Maybe it was an accident. I don't know. Could just maybe be me being judgmental again. I mean, probably you are a judgmental bitch. I mean, sometimes. I don't mean to be. It just happens sometimes. I feel like we're all a little judgmental. Yeah, we all are. And if you're not, then you're a liar. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that was a good case. I liked it. Thanks for sharing it with me. You're welcome. It was very interesting. I felt so. All right, guys. Well, let's see. What do we got happening next? We've got... Podcastmas. Yeah, we got... A, no, we got stuff going on before that. We got a Patreon episode coming out Monday. Oh. And then we have one more regular episode before Podcastmas. Oh, yeah. So. I'm just really ready for Podcastmas, I guess. Yeah, I guess. We got a lot you of know, I researched a whole Podcastmas case. I know. <laughs> and then I realized I was not recording Podcastmas. I had to start all the way over. Yeah. It's quite exhausting. I'm sure it was. I'm having a hard time finding stockings. How'd you find yours? Did you Google stockings? No, I came across it. Oh, okay. But there is um, like a whole show about stalking, I think, on Peacock. Fucking Sterling. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I'm really on the struggle bus with this mic. Like, he really messed up my mic. I'm really mad at him. Like, this is so He really fucked it up. Why did you let him in here? Oh my gosh, zero. I mean, I just don't understand, like, why you allowed him in my podcasting chair. Like, I'm really mad at him. You think that I'm joking? I'm not. Like, I'm pissed. Okay, well, it's not my fault. It is, though. This is your your house. You tell him to sit the fuck out. He doesn't listen. I'm just sitting here, and my freaking mic just fell on my lap, out of my boom arm. I'm having all kinds of issues. It's his fault. I'm going to go over there and punch him in the head. Okay, go punch him in the head. I'm going to. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week. And, um, yeah, that's it. We didn't even plug the Patreon. Well, there's time. time. There's not time. Why? The episode's over. I meant next time. Oh, okay. I was going to say this episode's over. What are you talking about? All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our four amazing tiers, starting at just a measly $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. You can join the Slightly Wicked. After that, we've got the Moderately Wicked for just $5 a month, followed by the Awesomely Wicked for $7 a month. And for those high rollers, big ballers, we have the Extraordinarily Wicked. So head on over, check it out. If you like what you see, join it up. If subscriptions aren't your jam, head on over to 
www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash W-D-O-W, where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or, you know, like podcasting equipment, which would probably be a better use of our money. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. Or you can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked. Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly, weekly Dose, Dose of Wicked. But I'm psh. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.